What's good, everyone? Welcome back to My First Kicks. This is episode 98, and I am your host, Haas. This week, we welcome Adam Butler to the podcast. And I gotta say, this is one fun episode, as Adam and I connect over kicks, and we really get into it over the lost and found Jordan 1s, and also the recently released Amamanir 4s, and it's a fun episode. And I can't wait to jump right into it. But speaking of which, this episode will be dropping the day before the Lost and Found Ones are dropping. And I'm hoping, I'm just hoping you, the listener, and me, the host of this podcast, are able to cop a pair. I mean, listen, they are saying... Nike or and all social media outlets are saying that there are going to be 500,000 pairs available. So we all should be able to get a pair. And I'm hoping we will be able to get a pair. But let me know if you are able to get a pair this weekend. Tag me. Show me the got Show me the in cart because I'd love to see the success of being able to get a very saw after shoe i think it's i mean within the sneakerhead community i feel the people who appreciate the chicago for what they are if you are one of those people and you are able to get them tag me bring it to my attention we'll love to retweet all of those while i'm at complex con but speaking of which i will be at complex con this weekend i'll be walking the floors with the homies and I will be there with former co-host Ify and we will be filming and recording tons and tons of content that I'm hoping to bring to all the social media outlets, such as the TikTok that I've been trying to to keep crafting and building as this podcast grows, you know, got to start expanding and bringing more content that is rooted with the main goal behind this podcast. And we definitely get into it with Adam on as, as well as he also does have a podcast called word of those where he does have conversations that start off with sneakers and go somewhere else like similar to this. So it's fun to see how we were able to just bounce off each other and, and, you know, big each other up and give each other small flowers that we are doing as we grow in our respective perspective, respective, either one of those uh, lanes with our podcasting. So it's very cool. But like I was saying, complex cons coming around. And by the time you listen to this, this will be the next day. I don't know how I will be able to get a pair of lost and founds while making the rounds on the floors but on the floor but i am equally or maybe even more excited for complex con to see what it does have in store i think that last year's complex con with iffy and we were my first like it was post pandemic and being able to visit another spot well another state (laughs) 
in such a long time after just being cooped up in the house was refreshing and also just a way to see how far the podcast has come in such a small time. So I'm hoping to expand on that because I wasn't able to record much last year with Iffy. And this year I will make it a goal of mine to do as much content as possible and also hopefully get a couple podcasts out there in the L.A. area since I'll be out there for a couple of days beyond Complex Con. Um, so if you have anybody or would like to see somebody that is L.A. based and they have their own studio because I don't have my own studio out there, uh, I would love to just have them on the podcast talk about their first kick. So, I mean, throw some suggestions. I've been asking for a lot of suggestions on all social medias of who I should have on the podcast. I've been asking y'all who listen. I am trying to get this as interactive as possible. You know, if you are a fan of the way I interview people or talk to people and relate to them and, you know, you, you are into that, definitely toss some people who you, who you know collect sneakers or into sneakers in some sort of fashion. and. I just toss them my way and let me, let me know because I would love to have them on to talk about their first kicks. But on to where you can find Adam because he's going to talk about his first kicks. You can find him on all social medias as at MSR underscore Adam. Check out his podcast and film. What are those? Of course, his link tree and all information that pertains to him will be in the description of this podcast. And you know where to find me. I am your boy who is Haas on all social medias. Follow the podcast at my first kicks pod at G. No, well, well, send the email to my first kicks pod at gmail.com with a suggestion or oh, I mean, guest suggestion or, you know, your first kick story. We'd love to hear that. We'd love to read it to the guest that I am able to have on the following week whenever I get that uh, email in. So, yo, let's get this. Let's get this podcast as interactive as possibly as possible. Um, it would be a great way to bring commu- breathe community within the podcast. Uh, you know what else to find the podcast? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, My First Kicks Pod, TikTok. It's just My First Kicks. I still have. I, I mean, listen, listen. On preparation to get to ConflictCon, I haven't been able to get haircuts, so the slow. I slowed down on making TikToks. So when I get a chance, I will be making TikToks again because I just recently got a haircut. <laughs> Maybe too much information, but <laughs> I bring you my guest this week, Adam Butler. Hey, Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, bro. No, yo, thank you for answering my, I just, I just messaged you out of the blue. It was just like, yo, you want to jump on this podcast? But it's funny because like the, I think we followed each other uh, or I followed you on TikTok because mm-hmm. I yeah, started. I've seen you. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and I started I started posting on TikTok uh, more just like not like what everybody else is doing, but more just about like what do sneakers mean to you mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. But yeah, it's just tiring. But, but <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But, but I had to follow you because your 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 content is definitely more of like you know about like what the actual true meaning of sneakers or like what oh. what is actually about like how does it what does it mean to you versus just being like. You know, I mean, not to throw somebody under the bus, but like, or somebody being like, Jordans are are so whack this year, mm-hmm. and then you just start going off and rattling <laughs> them off. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, we we you know we really try to you know delve into why people really love sneakers mm-hmm. without having to tell that story every single time. So you know, I I I just see you know like with anything, sneakers are like wearable art. You know, what I mean, and art tells a story, you know what I mean? And so there's just so much more to talk about and it encompasses so much, man. So I appreciate this opportunity, man. I'm glad somebody um, wants to speak to little old me, man. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, hopefully this sparks a, a beautiful partnership, but for, sure. uh, for, for people who aren't familiar with you, how about a little bit of just like a little synopsis about yourself? Sure thing, man. My name is Adam Butler. Um, I'm the host of the What Are Those podcast on uh, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart and the Up On Game Network. Um, the what are those and also those are the Butler Daily Podcast as well. But mm-hmm. the what are those um, brand came from a documentary I did a few years back by the same name. What are those? The artist sneaker culture. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just a, it was a passion project. It was just something I really wanted to, you know, in my my world. I'm sure it's the same for you and most sneakerheads. You know, some people love and that sneakers have become much more popular since I made the movie. But, you know, like sneakers mm-hmm. is one of the things like, why you got so many sneakers? What is it about it? And I was type of dude wearing sneakers at work, you know, all sorts of stuff, right? And um, I really wanted to, like I said before, really illustrate how sneakers are wearable art. So I didn't focus so much on, you know, oh, this history of the sneaker and this and another. I really wanted to mm-hmm. really show that. Um, the movie did well. Um, and from there, I was approached by a company called um On My Feet, who I still work with. They still co-produce the show. Mm-hmm. And we produced a like a YouTube version of the show. It was like a weekly, basically like a weekly version of the documentary. Um, from there, we had some success. And then that's how I was approached by Fox and iHeart and Var Arrington and the people over there. And we just been rolling since, man. Um, I broadened the show a bit, a bit. Um, think of it as like Anthony Bourdain, but for sneakers, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just an excuse to talk to cool people. Um, you don't have to be a sneakerhead to come on my show. You know, you could come on and learn about sneakers. Um, I had Doug Allen on the show the other day. Um, he's the creator of, of Entourage. He's not mm-hmm. a sneakerhead, but he wrote a show with a sneakerhead in it. We talked about yeah. Turtle. We talked about the show. So it's just, you know. You know I was, was going to bring that up because, like, yeah. it's funny. Uh, I saw that clip and I was just like, I it, like three weeks ago, I went to mm-hmm. this bar and the bartender was like, he, he was just randomly yelling to the to the other bartender. He's like, yo, man, you know what I found downstairs? The few, the Fujiraras, man. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, and I was just like, what? And then <laughs> I ended up becoming like real cool with them. But yeah. it was funny when I was like watching that clip and you brought up the shoe and mm-hmm. I was just like, this is crazy. Full circle. I'm going to have to have you on. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sneakers are a conversation piece, and that's really what it's all about. You know what I mean? It's a conversation piece. It, if people see them, they say, What are those? You know, like mm-hmm. what are not like what are those? Like make it fun, but like, what are those? Wait, where'd you get those? And all of a sudden now you you're talking to somebody, you're having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody. So, you know, that's what I'm all about, man. So uh yeah, that's 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 me in a nutshell, bro. Yo, uh, and I mean, like, since we since we both have kind of a question starting uh, podcast, mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask you the question that I ask everybody each week, and mm-hmm. that is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? I'm glad you asked about that. <laughs> so, 
I'm an older guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm 40. So when I was in the seventh grade, yeah, when I was in the seventh grade, this is the mid nineties, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know how old you are. I'm treating you know, you, you know, you, I mean, I'm, there, I'm 34. Okay. Like yeah. This. So we, we're not that far apart, but you know, <laughs> yeah. so, okay. So in the mid nineties, um, uh, I went to a Catholic school. We had to wear a uniform. And the only way we can, I'm sure the same way people wear uniforms now. Like the only way you could really like make your outfit work is the one thing we get away with is we could wear whatever shoe we wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to wear a white sneaker. Mind you, I'm seventh grade. My dad gave me, what was it? Like $90, how much it cost at the time to go to the mall. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a crazy night before. Had my first little taste of alcohol. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> had been, you know, a little little hungover. Uh-huh. Next day, didn't even know what that was. I felt sick. Wait, how old were you? I was in the seventh grade, sir, which is a terrible story. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it is what it is. I don't now, I'm giving all that up now. You know, that was a bad experience for me. That's why I don't do it so much now. But yeah. um, anyway, I, I walk up to Forestville Mall for my DC DMV folks. They know about Forestville Mall. I lived in Southeast DC. I walked to the mall and I had initially lost the money to go oh, buy no. these shoes. So I had to go home. Explain to my father, not that I've been drinking or anything like that, but somehow mm-hmm. I lost some money or whatever. By the grace of God, my father understood my lie and understood and gave me the money. There I went and I picked up a sneaker by a dude who ended up playing for a team I hate, which is the Dallas Cowboys, but mm-hmm. one of the coolest football players, athletes, and now head coaches of Jackson State. Signature mm-hmm. sneaker by my man, Neon Deion Sanders. This is the Diamond Turf 95. This is now this now now Dion is not with Nike anymore. Matter of fact, he has a huge beef with Nike. So they don't oh, even make, yeah, they don't even make like the the Dion. This is not the Dion anymore. This is very much a mm-hmm. Kanye Yeezy situation where and soon a Kyrie situation, sadly. And they release <laughs> the sneaker every now and then. Yeah. With no diamond turf, no none of the Dion paraphernalia. So this is not the original sneaker. Actually, mm-hmm. this is a sneaker I was just walking around, maybe like, I don't know, like seven, eight years ago. I was walking around Georgetown, another spot in in, in DC and just saw these like in a consignment shop. And because of that memory, I had to go cop these. The original sneaker, obviously, I dogged out. I was a kid, but this uh-huh. is it. I still wear the sneaker every now and then. People look at it, they don't pay it any mind. It means nothing to them. But I think that's the beauty of sneakers is that this sneaker means something to me. It's not hype. Yeah. I could sell this sneaker for $10 right now. So, you know what I mean? I probably couldn't give it away, but this is a beautiful sneaker to me. I, I love it. Um, and that's my first sneaker, bro. I happen to have it in the closet. I'm how glad you asked about it, bro. <laughs> that's so dope. Uh, here's a little synopsis for the listeners as well. Uh, Deion Sanders' signature cross trainer from 1994 was originally built to withstand his rigorous football and baseball training programs. The Air Diamond Turf appears in its original colorway, featuring a black and white leather upper construction that's enhanced with a leather midfoot strap for a look down fit. The mid top design is accented with his with hits of sport red on the branding outsole and lining. Yeah, man. And 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 just for the record, this is the Diamond mm-hmm. Turf 2. So this yeah. is the one I wanted. And the reason why I love this one is because at the time, Dion played for the 49ers. That one year he played mm-hmm. for the 49ers. And it had, it's, if you look at it, you can't really see in the camera. It's got like the gold hits and the red. Those are the 49er colors. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, man. I mean, you know, when you're a kid and a guy like Dion Sanders, and at the time, you know, all the rage was about 
signature sneakers from anybody. So much so that football players had cool signature sneakers. You know, Barry mm-hmm. Sanders had a cool one. Dan Marino had one. You Bo know what I mean? Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. I got a pair of those sitting over there too. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, mm-hmm. this was this was the time when athletes were like gods. And for Deion Sanders, like Deion Sanders was the coolest thing living, breathing. Mm-hmm. I, I really can't stress to a young, if I don't know where your audience age ranges is, but let's, you know, assuming that they're all over. Yeah, all but over. then the older folks will understand <laughs> and the younger ones mm-hmm. won't like Deion Sanders was the coolest thing. And for him to have a signature sneaker, for me to walk around with my Catholic school uniform that didn't match his shoes at all, I was that dude, bro. I was- <laughs> Yo, I mean, like, like, like prime time, yeah. prime time was some a spectacle to watch. But like yeah. the the whole just, and I mean, like, I don't know why this has, why I, mean, I guess I understand now more why it doesn't happen more frequently, but two sport players are not like two sport. Yeah. Major major level players yeah. are few far in between now, and and I mean like that's like that shoe. I felt like it, if you were able to capture that, you were mm-hmm. able to capture the essence of a two way player because you were yeah. able to do two things in those shoes. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it, it's Dion. You know, like I like you said, a two sport athlete. Mm-hmm. He played a really cool position that wasn't a uh, like a sexy position at the time. He was a cornerback at yeah. the time. He was still running the ball. So like, you know, he was he was high stepping. I mean, everybody's seen highlights of Dion. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. it, it was just smart to give him his own sneaker. And I do wish he's still associated with Nike. I understand it, that, 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 you know, there's a little bit of issues between him and the brand. But mm-hmm. I really it would be really dope if he were involved in a relaunch of this sneaker. Um, it would be really cool, man. But I get it. Imagine everybody at Jackson State rocking these. You know what I mean? Like that would be yeah. dope, man. But you know, I understand. But I have them there, memory for me. Um, and sometimes that's that's good enough, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I feel you. Were you always based around uh, the DMV area? Oh you, yeah, all man. Your life? Oh yeah, man. I'm, I'm a DC guy, full and uh, through and through. Um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my family's based here. Uh, yeah, I grew up here. Uh, new balances and all, man. That's 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 a DC. Thing. Oh man, all please positive. please talk. You gotta talk about that some more oh, because let's talk like about it. I, I I I like growing up. I've always thought like in New York City because I'm New mm-hmm. York. I'm New York based. So just Word like, up. and I don't know if you've seen that video I made, but like I just always thought New Balances weren't for like us, like in in the streets. Like I never saw anybody wearing a pair of New Balances, and if you did wear a pair of New Balances. You were just clowned all the way down the block. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. what 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 was the appeal of New Balance in your area? Well, DC is just a different place. You know, we always sort of, you know, we tried to to march to the beat of our own drum. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. literally. I mean, you know, go go is our music. Yeah, uh, we always felt like in DC that we were like ignored. You know, um, and this is a different time. Again, I hate to sound like old oh, right back in the day, but you know, it was a different time yeah. pre-internet. You know, like once yeah. the internet hit, we all saw sharing cultures a little bit more. But like, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about back then, 80s, 90s, um, you know, it was more about like, can your town create its own little culture? And for DC, it was always about like, well, we got this music no one likes, right? We got this, these, we dress a certain way. We're not quite Southern, but we're not quite Northern. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a weird thing. We got our own slang. Everything was just very unique. Um, and I think the New Balance for a DC cat, like we wore a lot of like, you know, um, Hugo Boss. I'm talking about 80s dudes. Like this is before, you know, this is before my time, really. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of the guys that were into the wrong things, they wore a lot of Hugo Boss, a lot of like, you know, we used to wear like triple fat goose and all these like stuff. And the <laughs> New Balance just sort of fit the aesthetic. It was the 992, the great 992. 
It's sort mm-hmm. of just uh, fit that aesthetic of like, a, you know, a DC dude. If you think about the DC guy in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, it's a kind of clean look. You know what I mean? It's not an over the top mm-hmm. look, clean look. And that New Balance sort of just went with that. You know what I mean? It was also expensive shoe. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think that's why a lot of the guys back then that had a little money in their pocket was like, well, you know what? I could go get the con- I can go get the you know the 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 Dita for whatever, but the New Balance is actually expensive, and you know honestly, it's what the rich guy was wearing, not like the rich black guy, but like the rich guy was wearing, and I think that's that's my my best stab at why New Balance sort of took off. But once it took off, it just mm-hmm. sort of became like the DC uniform. Mm-hmm. And then it became like a thing when New Balance became somewhat popular. Not so much now. We're not talking about now when it's like, you know, obviously a hype sneaker. But right. when it became popular, it became like a like a nah, but we really rocking these here because this is what we was doing at first. It became like a little battle, especially mm-hmm. between us and Baltimore. It's a real like friendly little battle. Like Baltimore dudes like to claim they started it. We mm-hmm. claim we know we started it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But yeah, the, the, the new balance in the phone posit, that's a DC thing, man. There's no there's no disputing it. The new balance in the phone posit is is new balance still phone posit was definitely a DC state. Oh, I mean, I don't know about that. New York had phone posit down a lot. See, and see, we always get into this, right? And it's okay. Like now I have a quote while it, it's okay that so I, okay. I know for a fact the new balance, right? Yeah. The phone posit is is more of a debate. Mm-hmm. I get why it was a New York and a DC sneaker though, because it's a city sneaker. It's a durable sneaker. Yeah, it's like it's a, a durable sneaker. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you're paying you're paying two hundred dollars, and you know you're gonna they're gonna last at least till the next three years. Yeah. So your parents are definitely paying for them. Yeah. Oh, listen, yeah. brother. I had the uh, <laughs> I had not the they, you know these weren't the phone positive ones, but I had those obviously. But I had the uh, mm-hmm. the Tim Duncan foams, right? Mm-hmm. And um, my aunt, man, God bless my aunt. I was in high school, whatever. She bought me both pair, bro. She bought me the silver and the black one. And I Damn. definitely went to school with one silver and one black on. <laughs> I Call me yin yang. Call I me yin yang, bro. I definitely <laughs> did that, dog. I, 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 you know, it's just fun to do it like that, man. But to, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't really tell you who started the phone posit. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't have that history. I know we were rocking phone posits here in DC for a very long time. Mm-hmm. If you think about a sneaker. Not to say New York didn't rock the phone pause, but if you think about a sneaker that really like you want to recognize a DC guy circa 2002, three, mm-hmm. you know, a phone pause or a New Balance or a Nike boot. There you have it. <laughs> oh, my God. The <laughs> Nike boot, man. Over here, yeah. the Nike boot was like it, it had a hot run and then mm-hmm. cops started wearing them. Oh, no. And then it was, that was it. There was like nobody else was wearing them after that. Once you yeah, saw, once you yeah. saw, you're like, what is that's a DT right there. Yeah, you won't be mistaken. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when were you, I guess, like since the New Balance craze was taken over mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it, i mean i feel like that's definitely part of the the heritage of, mm-hmm. of being from those cities so like mm-hmm. when they where were you able to get a pair and be like all right man i'm here so the new balance i didn't or did you yeah i, I, yeah, I had some as an, definitely as like a you know young adult and as a um you know obviously as an adult i'm looking at a whole line of new balances right now like literally just looking <laughs> at them but it's it's for me when i was younger I didn't really want the new balance. You know, that was like I said, that was a look for like a certain type of guy. Mm-hmm. I was not that guy. 
You know what I mean? And I was a young dude. I was like any other young guy. And I wanted Jordans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted Jordans. I wanted um, I wanted the Barclays. I wanted Pippins. I wanted I wanted basketball shoes because I was a basketball player. So mm-hmm. you know, the New Balance thing is when my you know when I got a little bit older, and it's just sort of like a you from DC, you gotta have a pair of them. Like so, you get one and you rock them or whatever. You know, what I mean, it wasn't my favorite shoe, but mm-hmm. I definitely had them because it's just part of the the DC aesthetic. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but definitely not as a younger person. When I was young, I was really into Nike basketball. I don't think mm. we called it Nike basketball back then, but just Nike basketball shoes, Jordans, Pippins, yeah. you know, that type of stuff. Were you able to play on any teams? Like, yeah. yeah. You were nice with it? I was nice with it. I mean, I'm 6'4". I was cool. You know what I mean? I, I, I you know, like every other, <laughs> every other young person, you think you're going to the league. Um, yeah. I lived in breed basketball, man. I, I, I really love playing ball. Um, and, and, you know, guys like Chris Webber and, and, um, you know, obviously Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan was like, you know, the, my Lord and Savior at the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. any, like anybody, right? But, <laughs> um, you know, Chris Webber, Kevin Garnett, you know, mm-hmm. um, 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 you know, as I got a little bit older, I, AI, AI is like a hometown hero because he's he's not really from here, but he played in George. He played for Georgetown, and he also was in. He grew up in Virginia, which is not far. Um, mm-hmm. Southern Virginia is not far from us. So, yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I definitely played some ball, and it, you know, when I look at like, you know, the sneakers now, it's funny because I wouldn't dare play no <laughs> any of these jokes, right? <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, but like at the time, you would get like, you know, you wanted the nice sneaker so you can hoop in it, like you wanted to be mm-hmm. on the court with that sneaker on, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I, you know, part of it is just for being a young person who really care about your stuff, but also it's just because that's what they were made for. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. are ultimately basketball shoes, you know? So yeah, I hooped in, a, in, in some nice stuff. I'm, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I hooped in some, in some sevens and some eights and some nines. And, you know, I want to hear the people. Yeah, I want to hear some people just on the sideline like, no, he really out there, though? Yeah, yeah like, yo, like, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, you try to hoop in some sevens now, your ankles, when your ankles went out, break, but your feet going to be on fire for sure. But I'm sure I hooped in some, I'm sure I hooped in some, in some, um, in some, um, um, nice stuff. You know what I mean? Some stuff yeah. like retro and now definitely in some pennies, definitely in some, um, in some penny always. I'm sure I did. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like, yeah, I mean, well, like looking back on it or just even like the, the way Jordans are now and like mm-hmm. how so um, lifestyle they're created. Yeah. Like before it was very like, oh, you if you ball in these, you get in like an actual yeah. performance shoe. Like, yeah. you know, because yeah. I can't even think about like balling a pair of Amal Meniers or something like that. Oh, like, God, no, <laughs> no. And I mean, they weren't as, you know, it's 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 like you the technology got better after a while. Like, you know, you think mm-hmm. about that phone positive, which is supposed to mold to your foot and all that. So, and I definitely balled in my, after a while, like once I put a little wear and tear on my, my Tim Duncan phones, I definitely hooped in them things. They were mm-hmm. heavy as hell. They weren't a great basketball. They weren't a great basketball shoe at all. But the point of the phone positive is that it's supposed to mold to your foot so you can have a good basketball experience. Now when no, yeah. you know, remember we used to laugh at Rondo because he was hooping in, in pennies all the time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what? Like phones? That's crazy. <laughs> but I think that, you he, know, I think he balled, he brought out didn't he bring out the galaxy phones he, he one definitely game? hooped in the galaxy <laughs> phones he definitely hooped in the galaxy phones and, and that's the thing like you 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 these sneakers as after a while nike basketball the technology and you know not even nike basketball adidas basketball what have you the technology got better so it was comfortable they great on the court right like the last mm-hmm. i think the last nike basketball sneaker i had besides a lebron 
actually was talking about this on the the, the newest episode of what else I'm going to talk about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I was talking about the Kyrie. I think it was like the Kyrie two or three I had mm-hmm. and the Black History Month joints. Yeah. And like it's a great looking shoe, but like you could feel like the when you, you couldn't walk around in them because you could feel like where your foot is supposed to like you could feel the basketball technology and where like, oh, OK, this is for cutting. Like my foot is supposed to cut on this and it's like yeah. it's not comfortable to just sit in. It's bolted to my foot. So I think that's mm-hmm. what ultimately turned the Jordan into a lifestyle sneaker. Um, like the I imagine the Ama Manier. I know the Amamanier for sure because it's a, it's also a woman's sneaker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not built the same way the original four was built. It's less mm-hmm. materials on the inside. It's less of the air bubble and all the things you're supposed to use to for shock absorbance. It's just what, like you said, for lifestyle. You know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so like, you know, when you started getting your, were you were you part of like doing the lines and the sneaker in in DC like <laughs> yeah i i'm laughing cuz um my business partner paul uh-huh. um we were we were criticizing the latest amamania drop shout out to amamania i'm going to get all into that cuz it's not mm-hmm. the time but we were kind of critiquing the raffle that amamania did mm-hmm. um and laughing at how you got to go through all these hoops to get stuff now Right. And I asked him a very real question, though. I was like, um, you know, I'm a manier. I, like I said, I'm, I critiqued it because I just thought it was a lot. But, you know, it still was had good intentions behind it, which was mm-hmm. get on there, tell people what your political concerns are. And then mm-hmm. if we like it, we'll pick it, you know, whatever. Right. So yeah. we were laughing about it being old men. And I said, but let's be honest. Would you have done that like 10 years ago or however long ago? Would you have done it? He was like, I don't know, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because people used to stand these crazy long lines. Mm-hmm. But I never was with that. I ain't gonna lie to you. I've done it, sure, but mm-hmm. I never liked it. I've never lo- I've never been in love with the idea of um creating a thirst for this stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I've never been a big fan of raffles, even though it's a part of the game, you gotta do it. I'm gonna join a raffle. For the Dawson Founds. I'm going to do Yeah, maybe me too. I okay. am. <laughs> but I don't love the idea of, I know I only got like 50 to 60, maybe 100, maybe like 200 pairs in this store, but I'm going to let the line go around the block. Mm-hmm. Knowing I only got 200 pairs, but that's why the raffle exists. I get that. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I never was a fan of kind of dangling the sneaker over people like, come and get it, come and get it, come and get it. I just don't think that's the coolest way to go about it. If there's, if there's any critique of sneaker culture, um, that's what I have. You know what I mean? I just don't think it's the best thing. I did it, obviously, because it's all we knew. Um, but sometimes I would just skip some stuff, man, or just, you know, buy it on that version of resale back in the day. I just value my time. No, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, because like that's what it was for me ultimately. Like I did one lineup, and Mm -hmm. then I was just like, nah, I can't do this. I can't spend eight hours and then not and come away empty-handed. Like that's not gonna be it. Yes, that's (laughs) what sucks about it, right? Like people line up for the, well, used to line up for the iPhone, right? That Mm -hmm. was a thing, but they had enough iPhones in there. You was in line because you just was like, all right, I might not get it for like, you know, a couple of hours later, but I'm in line to get it. I'm I know I'm going to get it. The Mm -hmm. sneaker thing was like, and this is why a lot of the violence and everything popped up because it was like, oh, yeah, we know we only have a certain amount of Benny. And then when people started backdooring them and all that, it really became a thing. But before backdooring and all that was a thing, obviously, it's like, yo, we know we only got like 500 pairs in the store, but we're going to let 2000 people 
um, line up outside of the store. And so once you get to number 500 and you're like, yo, we don't got no more than those those lucky those unlucky 10 or 15 people that have to be lingering around walking out the store with a box. Now they in trouble. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And so that's I just never like the 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 culture of breeding of like of jealousy and envy within sneak. I think that people should be able to get what they want. Mm-hmm. I like that. I I not to hop all around, but I, I just like the idea of you have on something, I have on something. Wow, what is that? Like, I where'd you get those? Where'd you get mm-hmm. those? Boom, we having a conversation as opposed to both of us walking around with lost and found ones, and so is he, and so is he, and so is she, and so is she. Um, I, you know, I, it's just the variety is something I miss a bit. I feel like it's kind of oh, yeah. coming back though, but I miss it. You know, I miss the variety. I mean, I think I think it's on its way back a little bit. But then it's also if you look at the current trend of social media videos, it's a lot of just like you should be buying this or like you should be getting this. And that's never going to end because it's so like everything's so easily accessible. Now you have like the StockX, you got Goat, you got eBay, and they're all just jumping into this. All right, we just got to stockpile on everything. Yeah. Put it in there. And then if these influencers are telling people to buy this, now they're yeah. just going to cop that. So, like, I think that's the trickle down effect of it. Mm-hmm. But once people I feel like, you know, once you get into sneakers, it's like it is a drug in a mm-hmm. sense, because like yes. you like some people will be like, OK, I need to be relevant. And then you have mm-hmm. other people that be like, oh, no, I want to be different. Let me go look at older stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. let me get, or like, let me look at like it, it, it spreads out. But mm-hmm. like there is that big 2020 from 2020 to 2021 it it spread that like everybody should be wearing the same shit every single yeah. time and it, it was just yeah. not like that's when I, I that's why i mean created this podcast because of out of that of just like mm-hmm. you know the necessity of like yo we should be sharing stories and not just be like oh yeah you know like i'm gonna just wear what this person's wearing and then yes take all the thought out of it you know yes like Sneakers have stories, not not sneakers, not specifically that the brands are telling you what the shoe is about, but that you mm-hmm. can have your own story in any shoe that you 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 buy. Bingo. There's mm-hmm. been a big debate. One, sneakers have become a little too serious. I'm not going to lie to you. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said a lot of dope stuff in there. So I want to try to tackle a couple of things you said, because I think you, you said a lot that was really on point. Right. Um, but the first thing I want to get to is, yes, yeah, sneakers have gotten a little too serious. and that idea of storytelling, I think we have backwards, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people are wanting the brand to tell them a story, which is cool. It's cool to say this is the so-and-so because Mike wore his jacket or this is the so-and-so because mm-hmm. the, the guy from Ama Manier, his mother used to say this and this. That's all excellent. Mm-hmm. But the real reason this sneaker means something is because I have a story with it. I That's why right. I love your question, right? I create the stories in the sneaker. This is this only reason you retro a sneaker is because a bunch of people had a story mm-hmm. in a Jordan one or two or three or, or, you know, now we're releasing the penny one and the penny two. Right. Because there's stories. It's 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 not it's not like, oh, this is the story of when Penny went down court, fake left, fake right and do the oop the shack. No, yeah. it's because that sneaker was hot at a time and a bunch of people have stories with it. Mm-hmm. Now that it's things have become corporate. Which happens, obviously. Right. 
now we're looking for the brand to tell us a story. And the only way the brand could truly tell a story is by hiring guys like you and me and saying, mm-hmm. tell people the story and tell people to go buy this shoe. And so that's I, I agree with you there. And you made another point about the pandemic. And now this is the last one I'll touch on because you said a lot of dumb no, stuff. You good, you good. The, the, the pandemic thing really did burst the bubble of sneaker culture. And that's why I think it is starting to kind of balance back out. Mm-hmm. That loss and found is going to be tough to get, but it's not going to be as hard as it would have been in 2020. Right. right. And loss of people that want the loss and found are going to be able to get the loss and found because the bubble burst. Right. I did a mm-hmm. video that went viral about the um, taxi ones. And I was mm-hmm. saying like, yo, if this sneaker would have come out in like 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, this would have been an eight hundred dollar sneaker. And people were calling me crazy. I'm like, no, you're not just because you're thinking about the now. Right. You think about the fact that that sneaker is available last year. You wouldn't have been able to get that sneaker just last year. You wouldn't have been able uh-huh. to get that sneaker. Right. So um, the, the pandemic was both bad for sneaker culture. It birthed a bunch of resellers and a bunch of people just getting in just to make some money. But uh-huh. it also burst the bubble. And I think that's why you're getting stuff like New Balance and Asics and all of these brands that are making a little bit of a comeback. And people looking to be more of a, and thrifting and stuff like that. People looking to be more in be more of an individual as opposed to an army of people wearing panda dunks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or whatever it oh, may be. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the panda <laughs> dunks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like, so like, where did you get your sense of sneaker culture mm-hmm. out in the D.C. area? Well, hip hop, man. I mean, I, yeah. you know, so here's my little spiel. Uh Hip hop is a subculture of black culture. Uh-huh. Um, and and sneaker culture is a subculture of hip hop culture, uh-huh. right? So I'm I am very much into black culture. I love obviously I love being me and I love being a black man. Imagine, imagine you're right? just like, and I'm not I'm not into black culture at all. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Right. I don't think my but no, but and and you know, only reason I'm like this is because not to be a separatist, because it's not that I actually I actually believe that we have more of a culture than we than we want to believe and Uh and so and this is a part of it you know like these are things we started these are cool things that we started you know what i mean Uh and um sometimes i think there's these little things within black culture that people are taught to be shamed of right like chains and clothes and sneakers and rap and no these are the way we cook these are cool things that we started, right? And uh-huh. and it's a part of us. And it's the reason why other people, um, other other cultures have latched onto it. Just like we latch onto other cultures. Cultures are meant to be shared. Right. And so that's why as an adult, I realized I love sneaker culture. As a young man, I didn't think of it, of it in that way at all. Uh-huh. I liked sneakers because my dad wore sneakers. Uh-huh. My dad played ball. My dad had, my dad would buy nice sneakers to hoop in, frankly. I, when I bring it up to him, he doesn't even, he goes, I, I had sneakers. I go, yeah, man, you had a, like, he had like a trash bag <laughs> full of sneakers. And once I was able to wear his size, I was rocking some heat. Like it was yeah. flights, um, flight, um, um, Nike flights and all the stuff that was like hot. And like when he was hooping, mm-hmm. he just had them like sitting around. So, you know, like any young man whose father's around, I idolized him, still idolize him to this day. He rocked a lot of sneakers. I wanted to wear sneakers when I became older. I wanted to be cool looking like any mm-hmm. other young person. And then it kind of went from there. But as I got older and I started to appreciate hip hop music more, I started to appreciate hip hop culture more. I started to appreciate black culture more. Um, I realized the sneaker is a big part of it. It's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. More than I think people really realize. And, um, you know, what we what the pioneers were able to do. I was able to speak to a gentleman named Shake. 
on the show who rolled with Run DMC, bro. Like he's a Adidas mastermind, and he rolled with like um uh, uh Jam Master J was like his best friend, and mm-hmm. he had all these stories about like all of these like sneaker moments and clothing moments. You know what I mean? Like style moments. I'm just really into that. I really appreciate the art of it. I'm I'm big on art and sneakers are wearable art. Yo, for real. I think that. You know, be, beyond that, it's being a, like a wearable because like, yeah. I don't know if you do you remember the Dave White uh, Jordan ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember like me being so like against the shoe yeah. because of him being like, no, this is like a canvas and I'm using this like a canvas. Yeah. And I was just yeah. like, but. I mean, I get what you're trying to do, but at the same time, but nah. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was totally just like, this is not the shoe. And yeah. I mean, I remember when it dropped and people were just like, yeah, man, you know, it's like, are you wearing wearable art? But yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's so much more to what yeah. previously shoes that came out before have. And it's like, right. you know, it's what you interpret it to be. Not just like what this artist is telling you. Yes. You know, I put this on here. This yeah. is art. You know, yeah, don't I mean? sell me a blank. Can- don't say, don't sell me a blank canvas or a, uh, uh, empty, you know, uh, empty flash drive, right? Or empty CD and say, you get to create the art. No, that's a scam. You know what I mean? Like the art that you have to, that's why, you know, there is a balance between the brand telling you the story and you creating your own story. There's a good balance there because you can't, again, you can't just this, you know, going back, this is a sneaker that's in my eyeline. Like this one means something because what I saw Dion doing. And then mm-hmm. I showed you the hits of the, you know, it looks like a jet almost because it's Dion, right? It's flashy because mm-hmm. it's Dion. The gold hits because he played for the 49ers. Like, we get it, right? Like, this, these, um, uh, you probably can't really see him. I got married I in these. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, I got married. That's why, I, that's why I have them up on the thing because I got married <laughs> in these. these. You know, these, and while the parasites, like, you know, there's a story to them. You know what I mean? Like, they, you know, obviously the paint will disappear. They, they turn a certain color, there's stuff to mm-hmm. it. So you have to be, you know, the brands can't get lazy. You know what I mean? And, and that's mm-hmm. what I don't want to see. I don't want to see. I understand the fear of people saying, well, if there's too much, like, you know, the lost and found again, right? Like, apparently yeah, they're being backed all like crazy, but apparently there's going to be a lot of them, right? And some right. people. Five, 500,000 is what they're saying. Right. Which is, in the long yeah. scheme, is not a lot, but a lot. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Especially if half of them are already on the resale, but that's not that rest. Um, <laughs> You know, if 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 I get that people are saying a sneaker like that, everybody it's like it's gotta be a rarity because especially people in a in a you know that remember the two thousands, you mentioned people camping out, having to drive to another right. state to go get a dunk. A lot of people crave that nostalgia, and I understand that because the uh, the, the fear is if it isn't that, then the brands will get lazy, they'll mass produce, mm-hmm. they'll just put stuff out and they'll get the, the product will be less. And I get that, but also, you know. We wore that out. We went a little too far with that, I think. I think it's now that, you know, people need to be able to get do. I think it's less of going back to the 2000s, going back to the 90s, where this shoe was just sitting and you can buy it and create your own memories in it. I think that's Mm -hmm. where we get if you care about sneaker culture. Right. And you want sneaker culture to come back. Yeah. Then that's how it comes back by people being able to have access to the stuff. Everything can't be a trophy. Everything can't be a grail because then mm-hmm. you, people can't participate. And in the moment, then you're going to get sharks and people that are knowing you want to participate. They're going to buy stuff up and yeah. then market up. And then that, where are we? You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. 
I mean, are you speaking on the lost and founds? Like, mm-hmm. are you okay with them manufacturing the idea of mm-hmm. DS sneakers yeah. and, and and finding them? Yeah, it's I. We talked. I talked about this on the, on the episode, and it is ironic, right? That like, yeah. you know, a corporation who has closed a couple of mom and pop shops, frankly, right, mm-hmm. is capitalizing a bunch of them. A bunch of them. Uh, yeah, a couple yeah. is being extremely conservative. <laughs> like almost all of them, right, is yeah. capitalizing off of the idea of finding. How I I keep going. I, like I found this shoe <laughs> yeah. in like a little mom and pop shop. In G-Town, you know, owned by like an older like Korean guy who just got a Nike. I don't know how he did. Maybe got like a Nike, you know, um, license or whatever, whatever you call mm-hmm. it. And they were just sitting in there. They weren't even on like the hype shelf. They were just in there. And I was like, bro, do you know what these are? Like, like, yeah. I, and we haggled over the price. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> probably trying to go up on you. <laughs> yeah. Like we haggled. Like I negotiated this. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, yeah, the idea of Nike capitalizing off of that is irony but also i think it's also love the irony of remember like the other day that sneaker was like dipping in price it felt mm-hmm. it's 500 resale which is nothing to sneeze at but like right. people really tried to put that thing at like 1200 it just dipped i think that's ironic and beautiful as well i wanted to fall lower than 500 because i think that's the right thing to do like yeah. it's, it's, i'm not knocking anyone's hustle at all make your money but when you're outpricing your consumer base, you're losing your consumer. Uh-huh. And people just want to participate in the culture. Like records, like I love collecting records. I don't want to spend $9,000 on every seg- single record. Like this is the, the I don't want to spend 9,000 on Good Kid Mad City. I want to buy that for $30 because uh-huh. it's Good Kid Mad City. I can listen to it digitally. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you have to the 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 thing has to balance out. So yes, the irony of them selling a lost and found sneaker in that packaging is a little nasty, <laughs> but the irony of the prices dipping on it. And even when we saw how many resellers went out and bought that up and the fact that they, you know, I'm sound like a hater, but they're not going to make a lot off of that mm-hmm. is justice in my mind. Like, no. Know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. One thousand percent. I think, I think it's interesting because like if people, if people, well, my thing with the shoe, my thing, with, and I don't mean to just make this about the lost and founds, but my sure. thing with the shoe is that a lot of people don't know what the Chicago Jordan ones are. And like, yeah. and my friend was telling me, oh, the craze is because of the last dance. But I'm like, yes. people, people aren't rewatching like people who aren't like big Jordan fans are mm. not rewatching like and being like oh my god he got the he got on the chicago's in the right. last game when he played in in garden right? right but like what are what are people who are not big fans of jordan buying the chicago one for is like that's that's i guess mm. my disconnect with that mm. because like i've always thought of it about the shoe as more like oh i love jordan this is the chicago one yeah. i have to buy this like i have to have this and yeah. And I think like the average or like, you know, the 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 people who are paying resale. So like basically mm-hmm. the panda dunk buyers, right? Mm-hmm. Are are they going to be like, oh, everybody's buying these. Should I get these as well? But I don't know. I don't know if like I don't know if I if I see that happening as well. I, I mean, the last dance point is, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I remember I spoke on the Jordan one a while back and I don't believe the Chicago one. To me, I love the Chicago one and I understand 
why. I remember I tried to, you know, there was a guy. Uh, I'll tell the story. There was a guy on my timeline who had a pair. This is before Lost Fans, obviously. He had a pair of Chicago mm-hmm. ones on the timeline. And I looked at the date and I looked at how long they'd been on there. They'd been on there for like a year. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, man, you still got those Chicago ones? He was like, yeah. I said, well, what's, what's up? I'm, you know, he was like, yeah, he tried to sell them to me for $1,400. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. I said, bro, they've been sitting on your site for a year. Right. No one's going to buy them because it is a Chicago one. Again, we have allowed the reseller to dictate what it, the, the price of these things and, the, and the, the, the consumer is supposed to dictate. The market is supposed to dictate it, right? Mm-hmm. To, a Chicago one is a great shoe. It's a classic shoe. When I say this, I'm not saying it's an apples to apples comparison, but it is. There's like the shell toe Adidas. There's mm-hmm. the, um, you know, uh, what else? Like, you know, like those, those classic sneakers, right? The Converse. The Air Fo- Converse, yeah, Air, Force, Air Force, One. Force One. And then the mm-hmm. Chicago One is in that category for me, meaning it's a classic sneaker that everyone should have an opportunity to get. I understand the Chicago One is way more popular than those. So, it's, you, you know, it's the, the likelihood of you walking in the store and just buying a Chicago One like you could buy a black and white shell toe Adidas is, is silly to say. But it shouldn't be a $1,400 shoe either. That's what I'm trying to say. It mm-hmm. should be somewhere in the middle. So when I look at this lost and found one, yeah, we mentioned that pandemic hype. That was a bunch of people sitting in the house getting getting stimulus checks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Getting, you know, some people, not to get like political, but some people were making more on their unemployment than were making at the actual job. More power to them, by the way. I ain't yeah, mad right. at you. But mm-hmm. they had more money to spend. Also, just the fact that maybe you weren't doing any of that, but you also weren't commuting to work anymore. So you just had extra money in your pocket. Boredom. People were buying crock pots and all sorts of little weird stuff during the pandemic. It's no surprise mm-hmm. that people were like, yo, let me just go ahead and get all these sneakers I want. And then someone smartened up and said, let me sell all these sneakers that people want. Right. So that's that price shot up along with the last dance. But again, there's a Chicago one coming out with a extreme hype on it. People call it sneaker of the year already. I know, and, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't take it. People saying that, I'm like, yeah. no, bro. There's so many sneakers that came out this year. Yeah. And you're going to be like, the shoe that comes out literally in November is the yeah. sneaker of the year. Like, no, bro. Like, you, know you need to have the shoe in your head. You yeah. Like, it's you, crazy. You know how it is. But the hype is real on it. But the yeah. resale is only $500. Dude, try I'm, to sell I'm, me. I'm, yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, I think it's, I, to be honest, I think it is going to dip to like 250 300 mm-hmm. Cause there's so many, but like, yeah. this is especially cause like the big dip happened already. Like, yes. The, that's the craziest part. So that when yeah. the shoe actually drops, yeah. like they're going to be like, Oh snap. Like I just, I have mm-hmm. 20, 25 pairs now in my closet. Cause nobody I got to move them and yeah. I got to move them. The on dip didn't happen. Like the on which some people already have them in hand because they did the, the raffle. Right. Yeah. That, I think that sneaker, last I checked, I could be wrong. That, that sneaker was still hovering around like $800 because mm-hmm. it's, it, there's real hype behind it. It's a rare thing. A Chicago one, which is released several times, mm-hmm. should not have that much hype on it. So again, I'm not against hype. Like I'm not against saying some sneakers are like rare and you got to spend that bread on them. Because again, I'm not saying that I'm on my is rare, but like certain off-white stuff like that. I get it, Travis Scott. I get it. Like some things is because it's not a lot of them. It's hard to get your hand on it. I understand that, but not every single thing that comes out and definitely not the fifth or sixth variation of the Jordan one Chicago. 
word. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's 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 what what mine what boggles my mind. Yeah. Because like I I really don't get it. I think, mm-hmm. but I I think it's just a, a person who's been in the game for so long and right. seeing. And seeing it go up and down and up and down and people yeah. like we were we were clamoring for a Chicago callaway yeah. since 2015, 2014, yeah. around there. Yeah. And then we finally get it. And then they, those are gone immediately. Mm-hmm. And then we come, now we're now we've waited seven years yeah. to get this pair and yeah. they don't even do the original colorway. They just go yeah. like, nah, we're going to remix it. We're not going to yeah. give you the original one. And I ain't mad at that. I understand it. But I get what you're saying. And I, I'm not mad at it. I like the stick. I think it's, I think it's dope. But like, again, don't, don't, don't tell me just because it's red and white that it has to be, you know, the resale has to be like so crazy that you might as well not even think about buying it. Like, like that was the retail on a Dior one. And I understand the Dior one costing that at retail because it's a Dior one. It's a collaboration mm-hmm. with Dior. Right. Not a Chicago one. Like, I think they're handling, I think they're doing this right. I think they could have done better with the with the back door. But I think they've done this right by saying, yo, we're going to make a bunch of these. I wouldn't be surprised that after the 500,000, they do another release like in January. Like, oh, is a, re, you know, the, uh, a restock happened. I would not oh, be yeah. surprised. You know what I mean? Because people should have an opportunity Basic Jordans, Chicago, bread, things like that. Um, you should have opportunities to get those. You really should. Yeah, you, I think I, I think yeah. like feeding off the hype, right? Like yeah. it only gets you so far so far. Yes. Right. And yes. I think there needs to be. I mean, I go to my local footlocker mm-hmm. and there's still stuff that's just from from earlier in the, uh, not earlier in the year, like mm-hmm. mid midsummer, just sitting there. And yeah, I'm just man. Like, you know, like, or, or, okay, like this is good. Like to me, it's yes. like, it's good. Cause I ha- I can actually go into a store yes. and actually try something on and yes. be like, okay, I can like, do I like these? Yes or no. But you, yeah. We went like <clears throat> six or seven years of just like, we not being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? You're just yeah. buying straight, straight to cart and hoping it yep. looks nice. And, and, and if you don't want it, then you get the chance to sell it. Like, I don't, I, I did not like that approach. It's balanced, man. A lot of, you know, sneakers had reached this height, its peak height. Of hype, um, you know, and that's not great for like, you know, if you're a YouTuber or <clears throat> someone like you and I who kind of depend on there being like sneakers being extremely popular just for our, like our shows to work. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I get why like a YouTuber or someone like that really wants to hype to stay. I think it's cool because there were a lot of people that weren't really, you know, they were kind of trying out sneaker culture. I'm going to say they weren't really into it. They were trying it out. It was the cool thing to do. Uh-huh. And then it's not so much now. I, I, I follow a lot of like, um, fashion experts on like all my social platforms and a lot of them they're talking about loafers and they're talking about boots and you know what I mean like they moved on their their account two years ago was all about like look at these sneakers I bought I'm styling this Jordan one some of them go so far to say like yeah we offer you know these um they call them like athletic sneakers and we want to and if you want to buy it then they'll show you like some little you know like some little dressy sneaker as opposed to buying this buy this so like Mm -hmm. that's good I like filtering out people I like it because again, like you said, for people that really care about it and really want it and it means something to them, you can walk into it. feels really good to be able to walk into DTLR or Foot Locker or whatever sneaker spot there is, right? And see, maybe you don't want them. Fine. But there's actual stuff on the wall. So even if you want to go, you know what? Here's what was missing for a couple of years. Uh-huh. The idea of walking into a store and going, let me try those. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I really want them. I'm going to go ahead and cop. I'm going to see if I want 
on them. Everything before used to be like, man, I, you know what? I got to buy it. I got to buy it in a second or the bots, everything on the bottom. And you end up with a sneaker. You don't even, you probably didn't even really want, you weren't able to look at it and absorb it and think, yeah, I think I might want this. And maybe we'll get to the point soon where stuff will start going on sale again. Yo, you just reading my mind. We here. Because, (laughs) because I was like, yo, when is the last time I was thinking about like, yo, when's the last time I've seen like a Jordan that I wanted before it dropped actually go on sale or like, you Mm -hmm. know, you walk into the store, you go, yo, this mm-hmm. on sale, mm-hmm. and then you, that's how you end up with the two for ones. Or you be like, Yo, yeah, man, this is crazy. Yo, I would have never crazy. bought Letterman ones if they weren't on sale. Like the Letterman ones mm-hmm. were on sale. The Yin Yang ones were on sale. Like I remember copping the Yin Yang, the metallic blue joints, white and blue ones. I bought those on sale. Like this is before. Obviously, this was around the time Jordan ones weren't all that hyped up, mm-hmm. which was not that long ago. It's like twenty fifteen. You know what I'm saying? But like mm-hmm. those stuff, the stuff was sitting on sale. Mike Richards was a a, a, pod, a podcast, a, a YouTuber who I really like. I like following him. He did this whole thing where he was um basically just like showing videos of himself because he always going like doing mall vlogs or whatever, mm-hmm. walking into the mall and showing you stuff that's like, you know, worth like $900, $1,000 now that was sitting in the store, including Chicago. I mean, not Chicago, including bread ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, the hype... They had to quote him, the hype moves mysteriously. Um, but, you know, it's a good time, man. It's a good time for sneakers right now. And, and, and people can get real creative with this stuff. And I'm, I'm happy to see that. No, yeah, perfectly said. Uh, so at the end of every episode, I also mm-hmm. ask another question. And mm-hmm. that question is, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? The thrill of the hunt, man. Um, I won't lie to you. The thrill of the hunt. I'm looking forward to the thrill of the hunt again. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been talking about this entire time. You know what I mean? That, the, the, you know, the thrill of the hunt only means something if I'm finding something that is worth it. The hunt became everything. I, I, you know, for a couple of years, it was everything was a hunt. You know what I mean? Like, if you just want to get, like, the most basic, like, I, I want those Jordans. I want to try them. I got to go extra hard for them. That's not fun. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on the hunt. Now I'm like, okay, now I'm hunting for grails again. Now I'm hunting for stuff. Like, I, I want those Fragment Trav- Travis ones. Like, I want them. That's a hunt for me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that's I'm a married man with kids. Like I gotta <laughs> talk to my wife while I make like big, large. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I gotta, I gotta have a conversation with the wife. Like, listen, baby, come on, baby, yeah, listen, like, listen, I, baby. Can I please spend twelve hundred dollars on these? You know what I mean? I don't know. You know, I might get a no, but if I do get a yes, then there's a hunt. You know what I mean? So the hunt is always important to anybody that collects anything. Anybody that's into any like you know, um, a culture that like you know, records, art, um, sneakers. Whatever it may be, the hunt. My my son is in the Pokemon cards now. He's on a hunt. It's mm-hmm. fun. The hunt means everything, but only if it's worth it. That's fact. That's fact. Let everybody know where to find you, man. You can follow me on my social, um, MSR underscore Adam. That's MSR underscore Adam. There's a link tree there to all of my stuff. You can watch the movie. You can listen to the podcast. You can watch the podcast. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on TikTok where I am active. And um, yeah, man, just just follow me, man. And, and and shout out to you for having me on the show, brother. I really appreciate it. No, shout out to you for jumping on and for everybody out there. You know what we say every week? Wear your kicks. Peace. <laughs>